If we have a certain definition for something, that's what we believe. That's what mm -hmm. we put out into the world. That's how we act on that thing. So if we only think that self-care is, you know, costs money, is fun Spa. and frivolous, mm. and that it takes away from us doing more important things, you know, all things that both, yeah. that both of us have said on this episode so far, then of course we're going to feel that way about it. So maybe it's just about changing our definition of what self-care is. Yeah, I love that because part of the reading too was that, you know, there's this whole industry behind self-care. And mm. that self-care is marketed to women and that women need to do self-care because they're somehow lacking or they're not complete mm. or there's something wrong that you need to fix. And, you know, th there's that side of it and we can get into that. But Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia and Puerto Rico to be exact. And we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. I'm Kate. And I'm Nicole, and welcome back to another Candid Conversation with us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Kate. I was just realizing that when I said, even when we don't agree, that we agree on a lot of stuff. Oh my gosh, I had that same thought. Oh, same page, girl. I realized yeah. that. We don't often disagree. Maybe one day we will find a topic that we are just like adamantly separate opinions on and we'll just go to town. <laughs> I, I can't imagine that day, but I'm, yeah, I guess that day will, will come, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. But I guess more importantly, I think like when we were kind of framing our intro and talking about this podcast, really, I guess the underlying or not even underlying the, the meaning of that was just that when you have conversations and you don't agree with one another, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have the conversation. It's still important exactly. to have the conversation because that's where you learn about other people's perspectives and yeah. hundred percent. And yeah. you know, if we can relate to a topic um, you know, we're hoping other people can relate to the topic and if they, yeah, disagree with our perspective, I think that's, that's, that's great. I think that's fine. It's healthy. Um, it's healthy. Yeah. Speaking of healthy, you know, you've been feeling a little bit under the weather. I know. Still got this little nasally congested voice going on. So forgive me, listeners. No, we, we don't need no need to apologize for anything. Actually, you know what episode of Friends I watched not too long ago is the one where Phoebe gets a cold and it gives her her sexy voice. Have, did you see that episode? <laughs> no. Oh, good. Wait, did you tell me that you weren't that into Friends? I've never watched. I don't think I've watched an entire oh episode. <laughs> that just clicked with me when I said that because I was like, wait a second. I don't think Nicole has watched it. Anyways, it was a hilarious episode because Phoebe is 
a musician and she plays at the coffee house that they hang out at all the time. And she has these terrible songs and she's really not that great of a singer. She gets a cold and then she thinks she like sounds amazing. So she's all happy about it. She like wants to keep her cold because of that. But anyway, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know if this is a, the sexier voice. <laughs> I feel like I just sound stuffy. <laughs> Well, our wishes for a speedy recovery. And thanks for being on the mic with us today, Aww. even though you could have easily been like, I'm going to sleep this one. That's okay. I am probably going to go straight back to bed, though, after this. As you should. No, but I'm excited to talk about our topic today. I'm excited about our topic today, too. We are going to be talking about self-care. And I'm really glad that, gosh, case in point, I always kind of had like this narrow definition of self-care, I guess, where I thought that it only included all the things that I felt bad about doing. <laughs> but in preparing for this episode, and I know we're going to be talking about it today, there's actually so many ways that you can practice self-care. So we're going to be talking about the importance of that. We are going to share some of our own favorite self-care habits, and we're also going to share a few things that we're working on because work in progress when it comes to self-care. <laughs> so Nicole, how have, uh, gosh, okay, I already said it in my little pre-ramble. I definitely have some guilt associated with self-care. Have you felt that too? 100%. And I want to talk about that with you because I'm like, why? Why do I have this guilt? I kind of know why I have this guilt. A lot of the time the guilt has been suppose it's been twofold. It's been guilt because I feel like I should be doing something else and that something else is usually mm. work or spending money on something just feels like it's wasteful. Yep. But then the other side of it is like I feel like it's a distraction from doing other stuff that should be more important. Yeah. Those are kind of my two areas of guilt that I experience. Yeah, I can. I definitely relate to both of those. Um, it, it, it does oftentimes come up for me that I'm like, "Ooh, I could go get my nails done, or I could create an email campaign for our business." And then I'm like, "Oh, well, obviously I should create the email campaign. That would be so irresponsible of me to go get my nails done instead." But yeah, to your point, like, why do we feel that way? Because maybe nails isn't a perfect example, but there are so many ways that you could practice self-care that would be just as important as that. Because I definitely believe like you have to come first, your health, um, your emotions, all of that, because if that isn't there, then you can't do all the other things. So I don't know. It's a weird psychological, maybe we can ask, we have a guest coming up who's a psychologist yeah maybe we can ask her about that definitely make a note of that because that's a good one yeah there's that I experienced that guilt associated with self-care being being fun and frivolous mm. and therefore I feel guilty because I'm doing something fun which just seems which just seems silly right it just seems wrong right because like you said it's so important to feel well to 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 take care of yourself like it, it really should be a right 
but then you know in 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 prepping for this episode uh coincidentally we found and came across a checklist from the merrymaker sisters who we just had on a couple of episodes back um and we'll send listeners to this link because it's awesome they have a checklist with 50 ways to practice self-care and what I loved about this list was that there were so many things on there that didn't come at a price like you don't have to pay for this activity um and which I thought was which I think is great because a lot of the guilt has been as we just both said around spending money yeah I'm very excited to share this list because as I alluded to or even maybe outright said in the intro when I looked at this list I thought oh my goodness there are like so many things that we can do for self-care that we should not feel bad about and I also felt great that I'm actually already doing a lot of these things. So a lot of the times, not only do I feel guilty for not for like the self-care things that I do, and sometimes that leads me not to do them. I also feel guilty for not doing (laughs) self-care, double-edged sword. So I was happy to see this list and see some things on it that were just like very basic, but powerful. Like one of the things on their list is go to bed early. Like Mm. that is a great self-care tip because sleep is so important and I go to bed early, sometimes Mm -hmm. to the point where I'm kind of embarrassed to tell people how early I go to bed, but (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even like, I never would have thought about that as like self-care. And I guess that that kind of goes to show like how powerful the definitions are that we give to things because if we have a certain definition for something, that's what we believe. That's what we put out into the world. That's how we act on that thing. So if we only think that self-care is, you know, costs money, is fun Spa. and frivolous, mm. and that it takes away from us doing more important things, you know, all things that both yeah. that both of us have said on this episode so far, then of course we're going to feel that way about it. So maybe it's just about changing our definition of what self-care is. Yeah, I love that because part of the reading too was that, you know, there's this whole industry behind self-care and mm. that self-care is marketed to women and that women need to do self-care because they're somehow lacking or they're not complete Mm. or there's something wrong that you need to fix and you know there's that side of it and we can get into that but just going back to that to that list like you chose um go to bed early I loved from that list wake up early and make yourself a good breakfast Um, yes (laughs) you and your brekkie I love my brekkie (laughs) I love my brekkie and I was thinking back to to a girl I had a chat with a girlfriend a while back and she she has a son who's uh you know quite demanding and especially in the mornings um and she developed this practice of just getting herself up 30 minutes before he normally gets up just so she could have a little bit of quiet time for herself Mm -hmm. she'd sit on her balcony just it's another um, item on this list, you know, just open a Mm -hmm. window and look out the window, get some fresh air. And just that simple practice really gave her a greater sense of like peace. And it just allowed her morning to start in a bit of a de-stressed way. So yeah, it reminds me too of our conversation with the Merrymaker sisters, because they were talking about like that 
that, uh, not necessarily like trickle down effect, but, um, you know, we, we were talking about self-acceptance and how, when you can do that, how positively that impacts other areas of your life. And looking at this list that, um, that they have that again, we're going to link up in the episode description, have it in the notes and everything. Um, it really, allowed me to broaden one broaden how I look at self-care, which I'm very grateful for, and also made me realize like how these little things really can have such a huge impact on how we carry on with our days. And I think your example of your friend is, is a perfect one is that just waking up 30 minutes earlier to have that time to herself to start her day in harmony and peace in a very slow way versus like a hectic, like, oh my gosh. And I'm, I'm not saying this about your friend specifically, just talking out loud about what I'd imagine it would be like if you had say a three-year-old that wakes up at 7am and if you wake up at 7am too, your day starts in a very different way than it would if you woke up a half hour earlier and had yeah. that half hour to yourself. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's like the same as waking up and, uh, you know, your first thought is thank, thank God for today. I like, Look, yeah. the sun is out. I'm so happy that I'm awake and I'm healthy and I get to start a new day. I always make my bed in the morning, mm-hmm. which do they have that on here? Make your bed? I, Maybe they do. They have um, decluttering, declutter your home or even mm, just a drawer. Mm-hmm. I like that. You don't have yeah. to do your whole house. Yes. Just start with a drawer. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I've always thought of like, you know, do something productive first thing, make my bed, makes me feel tidy, makes it look nice. I feel good about that. (laughs) Super important for me recently going back to, uh, my yoga practice has been my go-to for self-care. Like I just, I need that time out. And I think, um, you know, again, I know that it's, it can be really hard for people. That's why, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we can share this list because I know that, you know, it's hard to sometimes find those, those moments for yourself, but, um, it's just, it's just, it's so critical. It's so critical. And mm-hmm. going to yoga just for me, just helps me have that time for myself where I'm literally just focused on, and yeah, my mind wanders sometimes, I will admit, you know, just <laughs> go back to the to-do list or what I have to get back to. Um, but again, it's a practice. It's not going to be, you know, something mm-hmm. you're going to be able to turn on and off. Um, so whatever it is that you're, you're daily, it could be something that you do daily. It could be something that you, a different activity that you do every, every day. Just having that moment mm-hmm. for yourself. Uh, super important. Yeah, I think workouts are a big one for me as well. I think about uh, for the longest time, John hired this virtual trainer who would help him with just weights workouts, doesn't mm-hmm. like tell him what to do for cardio or any of that. And I met the guy, his name's Jeff. He's an awesome guy, is my virtual trainer today. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what f- finally clicked for me. But looking back on it, I do think that I was like, okay, John has a personal trainer, like, you know, he wants to gain muscle and and do all these things. So he should have a personal trainer. But there was always something that was kind of like holding me back thinking like, I don't need a virtual trainer. Like I run and I ride the bike Mm -hmm. and like, you know, we like it's an additional, I, I honestly for a while was like, it's an additional expense. And then, yeah, whatever clicked and. 
I actually think it was like some body composition test I took and it was quite alarming that the test was like, you basically don't have a lot of muscle mass and for like a healthy body and longevity and all these things, like you need to gain muscle like now. (laughs) So I was like, Ooh, I am going to invest in that. So I hired him as a virtual trainer. I've now been training with him for, I might be going on four years now. I absolutely love him. I love working out with him and I just feel like I feel so much better. And that's to think that I would have, that I did put that off for such a long time because I was thinking about the investment of it, which I can definitely afford. Mm -hmm. And I think that even for speaking of investment in a lot of ways, you know, we don't really think about like the investment and the return, like the ROI, right? Mm -hmm. Return on investment. I pay for these classes and makes me feel incredible and it keeps me healthy and like, is going to help me live longer. How could I say that that's not important enough that I'm going to invest the money in that? And even if I was not in the same financial situation that I'm in right now, if you think about maybe some of the things that you are spending money on, like you could probably make a few, you know, exceptions here and there to like not be going out to lunch every day or, Mm -hmm not be going out to the bars and paying $20 for a drink when you could have that drink at home with your girlfriends for like two, you know, like little thing, like, I don't know. Those are like funny examples, but I don't know. It's just one of those things where, well, there's two things there. Like the first thing is that you didn't, you held, you held back for some reason. You didn't feel like it was worth that money and, and, and that investment, which is, there's a lot to unpack like why you know it's it yeah. is it is your health it's it's your well-being and then the other thing is it's like if we go back to like the self-care industry and the things that are promoted and what we associate as a definition of self-care we just think of these spa days massages mm-hmm. and facials mm-hmm. and these kind of one-off like pampering sessions that yeah can be like quite expensive and pricey yeah. versus like you said if you just cut back and you invest in something long term that actually um you know is a, is a daily practice you know you're working out every day mm-hmm. think of how that helps like that one off massage or spa is not going to fix like if you look to that as being your solution or band-aid to to deal with stress or to like mm-hmm. it can help for sure i'm not saying yeah. that those things don't help but it's really like the decision to take care of yourself on a daily basis and to mm-hmm. feel like you can make that choice and that you have a yeah. right to like not to feel like, oh, I don't know, I shouldn't really like that's expensive. You know, my partner should because, yeah, he's why? You should right. too, <laughs> you know? I know, it's crazy. I'm actually, I kind of was like unpacking that with you and was like, oh, this is BS. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So on this topic, you said that your return to yoga has been like a big one for you, Mm. that you love that as a part of your self-care. Um, do you have any other self-care habits that you have, that you do feel like you've implemented that are um, really positively impactful for you? I love going for walks. I, Mm. you know, that whole being with in nature, connecting with nature, um, I've realized how important that is for, for my mm-hmm. kind of, you know, mental state, 
just to get out and be outdoors. It's been a bit of a pain in Sydney over the last few months because we've had a lot of rain and we're in a very wintry mm-hmm. season right now. Um, but for me, yeah, going for a walk and just taking that time out for myself um, is is incredibly valuable. And you're getting great exercise too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. for your body, good for your mind, good for your emotions. I totally agree. I absolutely love walks. And actually during COVID, like when we weren't allowed out of our house, yeah. John and I started just doing walks back and forth on our street. And now like sometimes I just go out and do that. I just walk yeah. back and forth on my street. Yeah. I don't like even go anywhere. <laughs> But it's almost even nicer that way because sometimes it allows me to like get out of my head faster Mm -hmm. because I'm not being introduced to anything new. My surroundings are beautiful and tropical and like, you know, I have that nature-y feeling, but my mind isn't like, what's that over there? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, you're on different alerts based on where you're walking and what you're coming across and something new, you stop and look at it, whatever. But just walking back and forth on the street, I'm like get to really let my mind wander yeah (laughs) and it's free too which is is what I I love about walking okay and so in addition to your walks and your working out with Jeff that's his name yes Mm -hmm. is there anything else that you enjoy doing that you've become a a little bit more accustomed to indulging in or you know practicing yeah yes so I would say again I'm a, I am very excited to share this PDF that the Merrymaker Sisters put together because there are a lot of things on there that I love and that I do implement, like going to bed early. One of them is like chat to a girlfriend and um, I do that often. Well, we're doing that right now. I know. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> um, so the, the other things that I kind of like come top of mind are maybe a little more on the pampery side, mm-hmm. but... Again, I also think that that's important. Like I want to get to a point where I don't feel bad about Mm -hmm. doing the things that I truly enjoy, because I think that if your purpose in doing them is to enjoy them, they make you feel happy, you get to relax for a time, then there's nothing wrong with that, right? We shouldn't feel bad about that. Um, So a couple of my other favorite things are, I really love doing my hair, (laughs) Uh, I'm, or I'm learning to love doing my hair. I've talked about this on several other episodes of like what a struggle it has been for me to like, okay, Kate, do your hair, you know, like actually blow dry it, actually get it like going and, and doing its thing. Cause otherwise it's just kind of a poof. Um, okay. So walks, yoga, workouts, doing our hair. Um, what about what you wish that you were doing? Well, I guess you you said like hair is kind of one of those things that you wish that you could get into. Yeah, hair is one of them. I've been thinking a little bit about um, like doing a detox in terms of like social media. Um, you know, mm. I've been reading about people feeling like part of their self-care is to unplug and yep. disconnect from social. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? I really like that. I like that a lot because I think that there's so much. I mean, we've done a couple episodes on social media, um, one on the cons, one on Mm -hmm. the pros. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's come up in other combos, too. But I really do feel strongly that like no matter what anybody else says 
or how people feel about social media, like if it brings up anxiety or pressure, negative pressure in your life, like I'm all about taking it off your phone. There's really no reason to, for it to feel forced. You know, I don't feel like social media should ever feel forced. Yeah. I think it, I think it's really hard though to, to disconnect, especially I guess, you know, in the, the work that we do and I think in general mm-hmm. people just feel like they, they're not forced to be on there but they find it hard to resist being on social and, and yeah, I feel like a lot of people, I think that would be an easy first step to, to remove that, that anxiety, that stress that's associated yeah. with just constantly being um, connected connected well I think that I think that there is different ways to do that like I don't feel like it has to be an all or nothing right like I removed social media apps from my phone Did so you? that uh, yeah oh I so I don't have so I don't have any social media okay I have one social media app on my phone Instagram but I don't I, I took Twitter off I took Facebook off I took LinkedIn off I don't have so I don't have any social media apps on my phone except for Instagram and truly that's only because I still don't even think you can post from the desktop one so the only way that you can post on Instagram is from your phone um and you know Instagram's my favorite one yeah. I never f- post on Instagram because I feel pressure to do so mm-hmm. um like that's kind of what I feel is my one like personal Instagram or or social media channel, but like the having Facebook on my phone and stuff, like sometimes I was finding myself like going into messenger and then I'd see like a work request or a request from a customer. And, you know, I'd start to, I'm out doing something. And so I don't feel like I can provide proper service or route it correctly. And then, you know, it did start kind of bringing up like, ah, I kind of feel like frazzled right now. And so I'm like, I'm just not going to do it. I'll do it on my desktop when I have my dedicated time to like do my Facebook sweep and that's it. <laughs> I'm pleasantly shocked. I didn't know you did oh. that. And I think that's actually yeah. really smart. I mean, I know that Omar had done that when he did go on a social media hiatus for a while and he took it off his phone, but you've actually done that permanently. Like, I think that's really smart because it's true. You're getting your customer communication through Facebook as well. Right. Like yeah. that's the, mm-hmm. so yeah. Cause I found myself in so many occasions. Yeah. I will see, um, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on Facebook, I will see mm. customer communication and yeah, you're right. It's like very, you can't deal with it with a proper headspace when you're yeah. out and about. So just eliminating that option. I didn't know that you had done that. I'm just, I'm impressed. I'm super impressed. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Well, hopefully. So, I mean, I think that that's kind of like a good way, right? That Mm. you can, you can take it off from your phone, but that doesn't necessarily mean that when you're in your office and in work mode that you can't be on there doing your thing. Cause I was going to say, you know, it, it is different as a business owner, the way that you interact and engage with social media becomes different. So you know, my, my whole point was just, I think there are different ways to kind of like detox that. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Well, Nicole, I'm so happy that we had this episode topic on our list and we're able to dive into this convo because it really has given me a new perspective on self-care and, you know, talking, opening up and talking about like the guilt that we felt associated with self-care and really just talking through that self-care 
doesn't and shouldn't have to feel that way. And just that like maybe our definition of it was a little narrow and with the help of our conversation and the Merrymaker Sisters download, which again, we're going to be sharing. Um, we found that there are so many more ways to practice self-care that you should and can feel great about. Mm-hmm. And not feel guilty about, like remove mm-hmm. that from the whole thing because it shouldn't exist. Guilt is out. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm reminding myself, I'm talking to myself here and to anyone who feels that. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I can relate. I'm with you. I'm going to remind myself of that too, for sure. All right, friends, as we close out today's chat on self-care, we hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.